So there are, you know, many people that, you know, they would joke that they were in the three mile club, meaning that they would run miles a year. This one's radio episode 806 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the Front Runner Retreat, which is a little uh, a little thing, a little shindig, a little, uh, I don't know if it's a soiree, soiree? is it a soiree, if it's a, if it's a multi-day, multi-day gathering, multi-day retreat, but it is happening this year, 2020, March 12th through 14th in San Diego, California. Um, I will be there to speak at it, which uh, you're going to hear more about that as as it comes along, or as as this episode comes along, actually talking to uh, the the organizer of the retreat today. We're talking, it's not just a sales pitch for the retreat, though, don't worry. It's, we're talking about his running and, and whatnot, uh, and kind of how we got to this point. But uh, all the details can be found at fastermarathons.com slash retreat. And uh, like I said, I'll be there. Looking forward to to hanging out, speaking, doing some running. It's going to be a small event, but uh, if you're if you're able and willing and want to be there, would love to see you there. Uh, listen, keep listening for more information, and then again, check it out fastermarathons.com/slash/retreat. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is someone that uh, I first got in touch with a few months back when uh, he actually reached out to me about a project that he was working on and asked if I'd be willing to contribute a little bit of uh, coaching advice or information or, or something useful, at least, to the project that he was working on. Uh, I, of course, agreed because, I mean, you know, I like to flap my yap about running, so it was it was an easy sell for, for him to get me to c- contribute. And uh, we've, you know, kind of stayed in touch a little bit since then. And uh, we've recently, you know, kind of reconnected and, and working on some other things that he's got going on. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but he's also a runner, so we'll talk about his running history. And, and kind of how he's gotten to where he is today, uh, and and hopefully have a good time along the way. So, without any further ado, it's uh, definitely a pleasure to be able to welcome uh, my friend, Mr. Sean Penrod, to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Sean. Really appreciate it. Hey, I am happy to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you want to find out more about what uh, Sean's got going on. Um, FasterMarathons.com is the website, just like it's it, you know, all one word, just like it's it uh, sounds. FasterMarathons.com. And uh, no, no, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, social media stuff yet. But uh, on on Facebook, you want to uh, connect with the, the page, like the page, follow the page for updates and tips and things like that. Uh, it's pretty simple. Just Faster Marathons. Search Facebook for Faster Marathons. Uh, and of course, we'll have everything linked up as we always do in the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to at disruns.com slash 806. Disruns.com slash 806. Take you back to the show notes for today's episode. All the, the Cliff's notes from the conversation, links, photos, all the things from Sean and, and today's conversation. Disruns.com slash 806. So, Sean, the way we always uh, start off each episode of, of the show, each conversation that we have here is uh, with the same simple question that uh, it, I say simple because it's a simple question for me to ask, uh, literally like six or seven words. But for some folks, it's an easy one to answer. Some people uh, struggle a little bit more because there's so many good good possibilities out there. But uh, just love to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? All right. So my favorite distance to race is actually the half marathon. Um, why? Uh, I don't know. That's what I started on. Um, I've done, that's what I've done the most of, I think seven or so now. Uh, and I have done like the marathon length, 
And um, I did have a good experience doing that, but it's just, it's just you know, it's long. Like, it's a long, long haul. <laughs> yes, um, and so the half marathon, I feel, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a really good distance. And don't get me wrong, like, I love marathons, obviously. Like, you know, fast marathons is my thing. Um, but, um, um, you know, half marathons are part, of a, are, are, is like part of a marathon, right? So it's kind of in there, too. Uh, it just feels like a really good distance for me. Like, uh, the training, when you're training for it, it doesn't, um, you know, feel so, like, crazy. Like, you don't have to lay off, like, 18 mile runs and stuff like that. It just, it fits easier, I think, into a busy lifestyle. Um, and, uh, that's one of the reasons why I like half marathons. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And that's, that's, I, it's not the, the, the theme every time somebody says the half marathon, but half marathon is a common answer. And that's certainly a, a common thread that, uh, it just, it just fits, you know, it's just the, the time commitment to, to stay half marathon ready is obviously quite a bit, uh, more manageable than the time commitment. If you wanted to try to stay marathon ready for, for a, a lot more of an extended period of time than just building up for one race, uh, you can kind of right. stay ready for it. You can train for it. You can train for it and race it hard and still, you know, hopefully only takes, you know, plus or minus a couple hours, something like that. And you can kind of get on with your day. You can get on with your, your, your weekend, whatever you've got going on versus the, yeah, the marathon, it can just kind of wipe you out if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how'd you get started in the sport, Sean? Is it something that's kind of been something that you've done um, for the better part of your entire life? Did you did you come into it more recently? You know, where'd you where'd you get started down this road that's that's led you to where we are, where we are today? Yeah, definitely more recently for me. So I didn't you know run in high school or college or anything like that. Uh, the way that it happened was in it was January of 2012. Um, I lived in San Diego at the time. I was stationed there, uh, active duty Navy, and we were visiting. My wife and I were visiting some friends of ours, and just you know, like you know hanging out playing games or whatever and um the wife of this couple said hey i'm gonna run a half marathon this year and just on a whim like i hadn't really thought about it didn't get it give it any thought right then either it just said hey i'll run it with you um and that's just how i started i don't know i, I never really run any kind of long distance before so i don't know why what possessed me to do it or whatever but uh that january i committed to running a half marathon um it was it was memorial day every memorial day because i have a marathon down in um laguna niguel in california and so that's the one that we signed up for and so that's how i started i just started you know i got shoes and just started running every day and learning little by little about you know um distances to run and how to increase and what to do and you know the food that you have to do uh while you're running all just all that stuff just that's where i started and just kind of got into the sport on a whim was there a moment after the the excitement of the whim uh, kind of wore off where you're like, wait a second, what did it, what did I get myself into, or was it pretty smooth sailing from the the whim of a decision to actually run in the race? You know, I feel pretty fortunate that it was pretty smooth sailing. Like I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't really like, you know, go, oh my gosh, what <laughs> what is this, whatever. I, I just, I don't know. I just really ended up liking it. I guess um, it was really. I, I love. So I love like like. Personal mastery is like a big thing for me. I really feel that, um, really, in large part, like to get you know to wax esoteric, like this life. I feel there's a lot of it is all about personal, like like self mastery, right? And so I love um, setting a challenge for myself and then achieving that challenge. So that was like a big challenge for me. It's like hey, I've never run you know any kind of distance before, and so you know doing half marathon that year was like a big deal. And so it was just uh, really fun for me to get those long distances in right and then be like oh hey i ran you know five miles a day oh hey i did you know eight and we're going hey like i ran 10 miles for the first time right and then there's a point to where that's like normal and just it was just kind of cool and and then uh, there's a, a little bit of like i guess vanity in there when you talk to somebody because a lot of people unless you're in you know with other runners but just like 
at least for me, a lot of people in my everyday life weren't runners. And so, mm. you know, I get to say, oh, yeah, you know, I went on a, it just went on a short, you know, six mile run this morning. And they're like, wow, like I run like oh, a mile and a half a year because that's what I have to or whatever. You know, it's just it's just cool to kind of be like, hey, like I, I'm doing something that not a lot of people do. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so kind of got to that point where it's just kind of like a little a little pride factor. So I never really did like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. Um, just was smooth sailing. I, I, I learned it wasn't even learned. Like I just just loved it. Just fell into loving it and liking the experience and the challenge and and uh, you know overcoming those obstacles. And yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was cool. It also gave me a great opportunity to listen to stuff. Like I love listening to podcasts and mm-hmm. books and stuff like that. And and on the runs, those are great times to just kind of plug in and and you know listen to listen to stuff. So it was just there. It greatly benefited my life. I was really happy to get into it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And and uh, you know, one of those one of those kind of things where I, I'm a little bit jealous of the folks who just kind of fall into it and like it's it's pretty good. Because for me, as, as people have heard, I've told the story a dozen times, but it's uh it was an acquired taste. It took me a while to kind of get to where I didn't hate it, and then I you know more more than tolerated it a little bit, and then kind of almost liked it. And now, obviously, it's it's uh, uh you know outside of my family, it's it envelops just about all of my life. You know, work and and fun and all that type of stuff. Um, but but one thing you mentioned in there, I'd love to to talk on that for just another another second or two. Um, the idea of of being able to say like, or, or kind of how the perspective shifts where you're like, man, yeah, you know, you just, just a short run today, you know, just you know, six miles or eight miles or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and how, you know, before you get into running, like the idea of running for an hour, uh, or for, you know, a handful of miles or whatever the case might be is just like mind blowing. Um, and, and just how, how that is, you know, wh- whether you want to call it prideful or, or just, just that, that change of, of point of view. Um, it's pretty cool when you, when you kind of look back and, and I'm the same way looking back and going, you know, now I say, yeah, you know, just a, just a, just a, a 14 mile long run this weekend, like no big deal versus, right. you know, it wasn't too long ago where like that would be enough to, to leave me broken down and on the, on the couch for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so you signed up for the, the first race kind of on a whim. Um, but you know, the training goes well. How was, how was the race? What was that first race experience like for you? Yeah. So I had two goals for myself and that was, uh, run the whole time and finish under two hours. Uh, and I did both those. So that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't, you know, I just, I was really early on. So I didn't know what the expectation to set or whatever. I don't even know how I came up that two hour number, I think it was just based on whatever, you know, like the pace that I had at that time or whatever anyways. Um, but it went really well. It was, uh, you know, it was my first time doing it. And so I got to go and see all these other runners and get my bib and like run that course for the first time and like, make sure I follow the signs and don't get lost and <laughs> all this stuff or whatever. And then, um, you know, and then you get to, you know, I crossed the finish line and got the medal and see, saw my family and it was really cool. And so, um, so then I just stuck with it. Um, and I uh, kept doing that, that same, actually that exact same half marathon for several years in a row. But that first experience was, it was great. It was cool. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So wh- where'd you go from there? Did you, did you kind of, uh, I mean, obviously you didn't go one and done, but was there, was there any gap or was it just like, Hey, you know what? I, I, I did this first half marathon, really enjoyed it. And like, can't wait to sign up for the next one. Or what was, what was kind of the reaction once the race and the, maybe the, uh, the glow, if you will, of the race kind of wore off? Yeah. So, um, so after the race, you know, I, I did kind of take a break, you know, from like running for the next couple of weeks or whatever, but, um, but I did like it so much and I did look forward to doing it again the next year. And so, um, obviously I told my family all about it and whatnot. And so the second year, my sister came down, um, from Utah to visit and she ran it with me. That was the second year. And then on the third year, the, the Laguna Niguel half marathon, they started doing 
they're like, hey, um, because so that half marathon actually supports um, this Marine Corps battalion that's, mm. you know, in the area or whatever. And they're like, okay, so so they're very like uh, pro-military, military friendly, stuff like that. So they started, so they said, okay, uh, starting this year, so this was the third year that I, that I did it, um, every, so each year the medal is going to be like themed on one of the armed services. Mm-hmm. And if you do like, you know, five years in a row, you're going to get this huge like, Joint Chief of Staff medal is what they call it, or whatever. I'm like done. I'm in. Like you know, you put a little, you put a, some kind of carrot like that. I'm gonna do it. And so I committed to doing that marathon, that half marathon for the next five years. You know, at, at that point, so years three through seven or whatever. So um, yeah, so so that's kind of where I went from there. As far as that one is like, hey, I lived in California. It was very easy to go to. The last two, uh, I actually lived here in Utah, and so I traveled back and and did those last two. Um, to get my joint chief of staff medal, some of that, so it's pretty cool. Um, what I, but kind of moving on for that first one, what I did notice was this cycle was that uh, um, since that marathon was in uh, on Memorial Day, which is you know the last the last Monday of May, I was really good about training the first half of the year, right? So I was like, okay, here we go. Like January is here. I got my half marathon in May. I got to start running, and so I would run and do really really well about training. But then after May, I didn't really run because there wasn't anything to run for, right? So I really <laughs> learned about myself that if I had something that I committed to, especially that I paid for, that I knew I was going to show up for and, and run, that I was much better about, um, you know, training. And so that led me to, you know, start looking for events to do in the fall. Mm-hmm. And honestly, most years I didn't really get around to signing up for something in fall. There was one year that uh, I was doing um, Spartan races and they had a couple of those in the fall. So that kind of kept me training throughout the year, which was nice. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that's one thing that I did learn. And what I moved on from there was kind of recognizing my patterns, which is uh, I'm much more likely to make myself, you know, to keep myself on task when I have something to run for. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it makes sense. And it's, it's one of those things where you put it, put a little bit of money down, have that, that little, uh, that, that, quote unquote reason, that external yep. reason at least. Uh, and it, and it makes, it makes the, uh, it, it helps you get out of bed in the morning or helps you get out the door whenever, whatever yeah. time of day that you're training to get out there and, and get those miles in. Um, you mentioned earlier that, that, you know, big part of your life and, and what you try to, to do is, is practice, you know, kind of self-improvement, self-mastery. Um, curious, you know, how, as you got into more and more into the sport, um, how did those two worlds kind of, uh, collide a little bit and, and did you find lessons? This is kind of usually a kind of a end up, end up question, but it's, it's kind of top of my mind right now. So I'm just going to go with it. Um, you know, ways that, that running helped you find mastery in other areas of your life as well. Yeah. So how those two worlds kind of collided. Um, one, one thing that has helped, and this is actually a more like recent development mentally was, um, the idea of identity and instead of, instead of going about, um, cause a lot of people go about it, um, from the direction of, you know, what do I need to do, um, so I can have what I want and, you know, be this kind of person. Right. Um, so it's kind of like this do have be pattern. Um, and what's really powerful is if you switch that to where you say, Hey, like, who do I need to be? in order to, you know, have what I want. And then what do those, what do people who are like that do? Uh, this came from me. I was reading the book, um, um, atomic habits. Mm. Um, and, uh, this, this idea kind of came from there. At least I, I think I actually heard it before, but it sunk in, you know how it is. You hear right. stuff sometimes because it was sunk in this time. So, uh, at that point I said, you know what, one of the things I want to do is, is be better at running. Even if I don't have 
you know, something to run for, for example. And so I started saying, you know what, I am a runner. And just started identifying myself, I am a runner, right? And then I actually took a piece of paper and wrote down, okay, I am a runner. What do, what do, what do runners do? Like, what does that mean, right? So I, I said, you know, runners, they don't, they don't miss a day no matter what, right? They take their shoes with them on trips and, you know, they run on those trips, right? They, they, you know, so they, they do what it, they do what it takes to run or right? whether it's get up early or whatever. And so having that identity really helps. So some of those mornings be like, you know what, like I am a runner, so I'm going to put my shoes on and go. Right. And just kind of make it, make it work. And so that's, uh, that, that, that's how those who have kind of collided And that, that idea that, um, that dedication, uh, has definitely, you know, spilled over to, you know, other areas of my life because it's like, Hey, you know, if I can, if I can do it here as a runner, if I can commit, if I can, you know, identify myself as a runner, identify the things that runners do and then stick with it because that is who I am. And I want mm-hmm. to, you know, I want my actions to be in line with my identity. Um, and that has, you know, carry over to other things as well. Like, Hey, you know, being a good husband or being a good father, like what, what does a good husband do? Like, what is a, what is a right. good, what does a good father do? Like, you know, what does a business owner do? And, and just kind of sticking with those things. And it's really cool to have uh, a training ground uh, where I can, you know, put that stuff into practice and kind of see, you know, almost on a daily basis, like immediate feedback. Hey, like you said, you're a runner, like did you run today type of deal. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, thanks for, for humoring me on that one. I know it's kind of a little bit of a diversion from where we were, but we'll get get back onto the, uh, the original track there. Um, you know, so getting into, into running, uh, obviously start doing half marathons and, and doing them repeatedly, kind of learning that finding, maybe finding a race in the, in the fall helps you stay on track a little bit. Um, I know that you got into marathons and, and, and dabble with, with running a little bit longer, even though you still like the half marathon, which nothing wrong with that, obviously. But, uh, what, what got you, you know, pushed you outside of the comfort zone of the half marathon and, and, uh, encouraged you or motivated you to decide to, to dip your toes in the 26.2 waters? Yeah, again, it was the challenge. It's like, you know what I've been doing? Uh, half marathon and I would like I would like to say that I at least run a marathon right and so it started with that with that first one I was like you know what I, just, I want to run a marathon uh, to say that I did right and so I trained for it I did it I ran it um and I was like you know what like now that I've done one I was like I know that I want to run at least one more just to try and say that I you know beat my time right and so I would like to like to run uh, I wanted to run again to, to try and beat my original time and stuff like that. And so, um, it was just a challenge. It was just, you know, Hey, here's something that I haven't done before. And I'm always looking for new challenges to set for myself. And, um, you know, at the time I was running a lot and that was the next, that was the next step up. It's like, all right, I've done the half marathon. Let's do the full. Gotcha. Gotcha. The, the, the old natural progression. Um, how many, how many marathons have you run now? I know you said you ran one, want to run another one. Have you, have you done multiples or just, uh, still, still in the early days of the marathon career? in the early days of the marathon career. So, um, I'm actually signed up to do the Utah Valley marathon again, uh, this year in 2020. Uh, so it's the same one that I did in my first one. So that's actually a perfect opportunity to, to beat that PR, um, cause it'll be the same course and everything. And, um, that, that'll be my, that'll be my second time doing the full marathon. So we'll gotcha. see how it goes. Gotcha. Well, anybody who, uh, you know, has, has done multiple marathons or even, even one, I mean, you know, just from one, uh, and kind of like we talked about in the intro, uh, or introductory question there, the, the favorite distance, the training for a marathon takes, takes some time. It's, it's a commitment. You, you kind of have to, uh, um, you know, block out some, some chunks of time for some long runs and making sure you're, you're taking care of your body and getting enough miles in during the week and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and one thing that I know about you, you're, you've, you've got, uh, uh, a pretty large crew of family members uh, as far as you got a, a few kids and, and you got your own business, you're an entrepreneur. Um, and, and one thing that I know, 
uh, a lot of a lot of folks, myself sometimes included, will, will kind of lament, you know, not having enough hours in the day. And gosh, I wish I had a little bit more time to get a little more training in, or get a little more work done, or spend a little more time with with my family. Um, you know, with with gearing up for for this yeah. next marathon attempt, how do you kind of find time to, and even maybe not in marathon training mode in, in general, but just in running or specifically, but but in general as far as your running goes, how do you find time to to or how do you prioritize your time maybe is the right way of asking it to make sure that you're able to get enough miles in and get your training time, still take care of the family and be around for, for them. And all obviously as well, you know, business life and making sure that, that you're providing for the family on that front. How do you, how do you balance it all? Yeah. So for me, I like to get my runs done in the morning, um, you know, before the stuff, you know, happens and whatnot. And, um, so for me, it's a matter of, you know, I, I get to the point to where I know my pace, right. And I know more or less how long it's going to take me to do runs of certain length and stuff like that. Um, and so, um, as those runs get longer and longer, I just kind of start getting up earlier and earlier. So I have right. enough time to, to get it done. Um, what really helps me is, is physically like scheduling it, like blocking it off mm-hmm. in my calendar so I can see, Oh, this, you know, today I run this many miles and this many miles, this many miles. And then, my long runs are this, you know, and if I look ahead and plan those out on, you know, the days that just kind of plan out my training schedule, right. then when other things pop up, because now that I know, hey, I have a marathon on June 8th and that's where, or June 6th, sorry, uh, and I know that I'm going to do that. And so leading up to it, I know what I have to do and it, with the miles I need to run and the time it's going to take. And then that's, that stuff's going to go on the calendar. It's going to be there first. And then everything else is going to have to kind of move its way around that. And I'm fortunate enough, you know, being an entrepreneur and kind of commanding my own schedule, I can choose to not schedule, you know, calls right in the middle of a run or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, I can be a little bit flexible as far as, you know, maybe, you know, kids events and stuff like that. But I really try and get the the runs done in the morning. Um, even that, even if that means getting up early, which is something I'm no stranger to being in the Navy and you got up <laughs> time. Um, and then, again, just kind of getting up early and getting those long runs done on the weekends, uh, usually, um, so that I still have time to, you know, be with the family or do a, the other, the other fun things that I want to do. Right. Right. So. Right. Um, speaking of, of the Navy and, and, uh, I, I know you'd mentioned it once earlier and, and I, I didn't get this, didn't get a chance to say thank you for your service. Certainly, uh, oh. appreciate that. Um, right. Was, was when you were in the Navy and maybe especially in the early days of the Navy before you kind of got into running for fun was, was, you know, and this is me coming from a, a non-military background and just kind of assuming that, you know, everybody in the military has to run some during boot camp and it, it kind of sucks all the time. Was was running a, a, a big part of your, your naval, your, your time in the Navy or, you know, whether again, before and maybe even after you started running that, those first few races, um, how did you, you know, kind of manage or, or was, was there any issues with, with being in the service and also uh, the side of running? No, not at all, really. Um, so, the Navy requirement is twice a year. Well, at least it was at the time. Twice a year, um, you would do your physical readiness test, and that included, you know, sit-ups, push-ups, and then running a mile and a half. Uh, and so um, that's all you had to run, and you had to do that twice a year. So there are, you know, many people that, you know, they would joke that they were in the three-mile club, meaning that they would right. run miles a year, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is why, you know, they'd be so surprised when I, you know, ran eight miles in the morning or whatever. Um, so... So no, there wasn't really any, you know, clash and really not that much, you know, overlap. My, my training helped me, you know, perform better at my PRTs, not the other way around. Um, uh, because yeah, well, we are required to do that twice a year. You know, you're kind of left to do your own, you know, workouts and trainings in between and stuff like that. Yeah. Depending on the command that you're with. Um, one cool thing was when I was training for, um, the marathon, 
Uh, luckily, at that time, I was stationed with a Marine unit at Camp Pendleton, and they are all about fitness. And so <laughs> me, it was really cool. Uh, if, if I took like an hour plus at lunch to go and do like my, a really long run, um, um, you know, there at Camp Pendleton, they were totally cool with it. Like, he's, oh, hey, you know, where's Lieutenant Penrod? And he's like, oh, he's, you know, working out or he's running or whatever. They go, oh, okay, that's cool. If you're, if you're doing something like physically active and you, you know, as long as you weren't, as long as you didn't miss like a meeting or whatever, then mm-hmm. they were totally cool. So I was really fortunate, you know, for me that uh, my marathon training overlapped with that. Cause then I could, able, then I was able to work in my long runs and my running, my running training into like my work day, which was really, really yeah. nice. Cause, cause then it didn't cut into, you know, family time or anything like that. So it was cool. Yeah, well, that's that's good that that worked out like that. And, and who I mean, you know, who knows how the the things would have unfolded otherwise. But right. you know, maybe that's part of how you know you're able to transition out of the military, where all of a sudden, quote unquote, you don't have to to run anymore. Although, again, obviously, it sounds like you were enjoying it enough that you might have kept going anyway. But it made yep. it a lot easier to to keep going once you got into into the civilian life and still be able mm-hmm. to make running a part of of what you like to do. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure thing. So, um, you know, kind of shifting, shifting gears a little bit into talking about some things that are, that are coming up, uh, in, in the future and something that we're, we're looking, I'm looking forward to at least, uh, being part of and, and working, uh, working with you on, um, you know, kind of your, your day job is, uh, you know, is an entrepreneur. And one of the things that, that you're working on putting together is a, uh, a retreat for runners. Tell us a little bit about the, the front runner retreat, um, starting, you know, at kind of ground zero. What, what, what made you decide to, to put, uh, an in-person running retreat together? Sure thing. Yeah. So as you mentioned, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and one of, uh, yeah, this, this project that I'm working on comes from everything that we've been talking about today. Like this, this running that I've been doing and my love of it and how I was like, man, like I just had such a good experience, you know, running, uh, you know, half marathons and then challenging myself to do marathons and stuff like that. And I know what it's like to, you know, be a runner and try and learn and grow and progress and improve and stuff like that. And so, um, this, you know, latest project is really all about helping people train for marathons. Everything I do is kind of built around that. And so the whole goal is to help people train for help long distance runners train for marathons through online and in-person, you know, training programs. Uh, you alluded at the very top, um, you know, uh, a collaboration that we did, um, together earlier on was, uh, these laser trainings talking about very specific topics when it comes to training for a marathon. Well, Kind of the evolution of that, the next step is, you know, this this live event that we're planning and uh, planning to hold and do. And so this really comes from, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, I ran a survey on the challenges that long distance runners um, face when they're training for a marathon. And that's really my bread and butter is, is diving down and understanding what the challenges, you know, an audience, you know, a segment faces and stuff like that. And I really wanted to understand you know, what marathon trainers are, are going through and whatnot. So, so I, I ran this survey and based on the overwhelming interest, um, that's why it came about and created this opportunity for an extremely intimate number of runners to, to go through this, uh, this training camp, this, this retreat together. And, you know, I'm really happy to, you know, be talking about that and announcing it. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, Denny's going to be one of the, uh, one of the guest instructors there and stuff like that. And so it's going to be really cool. And what it's all about is spending three days together in beautiful San Diego. Like that's where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great place to run year round. There's a really pretty park called Balboa Park that we're going to be right next to and, and run through one of the days. And so on March 12th through the 14th, we're going to be holding this exclusive faster marathons front runner retreat. And each of those three days, uh, the whole focus is going to be about, you know, helping runners master their marathon mindset, 
pacing, fueling, injury prevention, and uh, really help them run you know, a high-performance marathon. And each day we're going to cover a different topic. Uh, we're going to have uh, industry-leading experts, you know, Denny, like you, come on in and talk about mindset, fueling, injuries, and, uh, and pacing. And um, it's really going to be I think it's going to be incredible. So uh, first, we're going to start off with mindset. Like that—that's the big thing, right? So mm-hmm. that first day is going to be all about you know your mindset because any endurance sport, uh, really, the majority is the mental game. You know, being able to uh, have the mental fortitude to get up and train and then make it through your run and stuff like that. Um, we're going to have um, we're going to have a, a gal by the name of Michelle Colt. She's going to come down. She has this incredible workshop called Inside Game, where she's going to come and and it's, it's a complete game changer going through this workshop. She's all about you know, helping people get past their perceived limitations, really helping them shine in their lives. Um, her clients have consistently experienced rich and powerful lasting life changes, and she's going to bring that, you know, to to us and be able to put us through that workshop to where, you know, you can um, let go of the resistances and the fears that hold you back and really feel a rich connection, um, you know, with, you know, basically with the pulse of life and have this deep sense of confidence that will help set you up, you know, as an athlete, as a long-distance runner. So if you've ever wondered, you know, how do I get better day by day, even if you're your own worst enemy uh, in training, I've heard that before, um, how to get out the door on long runs without having to psych yourself up. You know, if you ever wanted like a Toys R Us full of mental games to help make it through a training session, you know, even if waking up early every weekend, uh, eating the same boring breakfast, putting the same clothes on, running the same routes over and over and over again, it's kind of getting old. Well, if you ever had those thoughts, then the Inside Game Workshop is going to be, you know, your ticket to experiencing like a champion runner's mindset. So I'm really excited about, you know, that day. Uh, then we're going to move into fueling. We're all going to talk about, um, you know, fueling your body, what to do leading up to a marathon, what to do during a marathon. We're going to have uh, Kim Mueller. She's from Fuel Factor. She's going to come and show us how to dial in our fueling uh, and hydration so that you perform your best and don't have to make a porta potty stop. Right? That's kind of <laughs> right. The- if we can avoid that, that would be preferred. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, how to plan and execute a good pre-race meal. Um, how to know what to change and when when it comes to your diet and your fueling. And she's going to cover much, much more. So I'm really excited to have her there and to have, you know, uh, to be in the room uh, with the runners that are going to be there. And and um, really hope that, you know, people can come and join us. And then finally, on our uh, injury day, you know, we're going to have yours truly here, Denny. Mm-hmm. He's going to you know, be there uh, talking about uh, injury, injury prevention, injury uh, management and cure. Um how to cope with injury and overcome the mind over matter challenge uh, when dealing with you know real life at the same time. Uh, the exact exercises you should do before running to reduce muscle fatigue and get the most from your uh, out of your body, right? And then the secret to injury prevention so you can feel in control and don't have to keep your fingers crossed hoping uh, to mitigate risk. And we'll also obviously touch on uh, several other you know injury-related topics and stuff like that. And then kind of as a, as a bonus, so those are like you know the three topics on those three days, but we're going to be having this bonus um, pacing clinic, and uh, it's, it's titled Find Your Zone, Run Your Pace. And what we've done is we've partnered with a company called Timewear. Um, they have, they're basically a wearable performance lab, and they're going to come out and um, do this clinic with us um, where, you know, normally if you did this kind of, you know, this kind of clinic, you would have to, you know, go to a clinic, pay thousands of dollars to get these readouts and readings and learn all this, you know, physiological stuff about yourself. Well, they're going to come to us. It's going to be part of the running retreat. Um, and uh, they're going to walk us through this exercise. Where we're going to learn our different zones and whatnot. And then uh, Matt Fitzgerald, who is the author of 8020 Running, uh, he's going to come and he's going to tell us what to do uh, with those zones. You know, so you know exactly how fast your easy runs should be, and how fast your moderate runs, and how fast your intense runs should be, and uh, when to train with those, and when not to. You know, when to step it up, and how to use them, and how to 
uh, interlays that into your training plan so you know what your zones are and exactly what to do you know with them so so that's that's what we're going to be talking about that's what we're going to be covering um, it's going to be this you know incredible uh, experience that we're having out in San Diego and from March 12th to the 14th. Gotcha. So it's uh, you know great time. Like you said, I mean San Diego. I feel like you know the, at least the running joke. I've never been to San Diego, but the running joke is that it's it's seventy and sunny all all year round anyway. So it's kind of the perfect weather. But uh, especially uh, in March, for those that are maybe uh, where I grew up in the Midwest or in the Northeast or things like that, where you're just kind of getting sick of winter, uh, it could be a pretty good little escape from escape from the snow and the ice and the cold and get out and get some sunshine and, and some good miles in uh, out in, out in San Diego and maybe learn a few things at the same time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like I know, you know, I live in Utah, right at the you know base of uh, Rocky Mountains. I'm looking out my window right now at snow in our backyard. <laughs> so I know I'm greatly looking forward to escaping to San Diego come March because yeah, it's right about the time of year we're like, you know what, I'm done with the cold and stuff like that. And what's really cool actually is March 15th. So this event is going to be March 12th, 13th, 14th. March 15th is the San Diego Half Marathon. So you know, if there's runners out there that are you're planning on going to the San Diego Half Marathon, then, hey, come out a couple of days early and join us at this retreat. It's going to be, you know, a really excellent experience. And, you know, maybe there's people who want to come to the retreat and be like, hey, I'm here anyways. Might as well, might as well. You know, do this yeah. half marathon, right? So um, we will be doing running at the retreat, but not so much that if you are doing the half marathon, it's going to kill you, right? It's just going to do a couple of miles that weekend and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it just kind of coincides with a really, you know, so there's going to be thousands of runners there in San Diego. It should be good running energy already in the city and stuff like that. And we're just going to, you know, plug in and, and feel that vibe and enjoy the sun and learn about running. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, obviously there's hope, well, not, not hopefully, obviously there's gonna be lots of great information there, lots of things to learn, but I, I heard you say something in there about it being an intimate setting. What, what kind of, uh, you know, how intimate is the setting? How, what, what kind of numbers of, of runners are we, uh, expecting or, or hoping to, uh, to see out there in San Diego? Yeah. So with the space that we have, you know, reserved and whatnot, we're looking to have 30 runners be there. So out of the thousands of runners that uh, could be attending the San Diego half marathon, we're only, you know, going to let 30 be there because we really want uh, there to be, you know, plenty of interaction with the guest instructors to where you really get your questions answered. You really get to know uh, them, they get to know you and it can be a, you know, a tailored personal experience, you know, for you as much as possible. So we're going to keep it, we're going to cap it at 30 people. That's awesome. And it's, yeah, I mean, talk about, you know, everybody's heard me, at least if they've been listening to the show for more than, I don't know, a couple of weeks, they've heard me talk about my disdain for anything one size fits all. And so, you know, we've got, you've got 20, 30 people there at, at, the, at the max of 30 um, over the course of three days talking to, to the, the four of us that are there kind of leading the different discussions. Um, pretty sure you'll be able to get customized, you know, uh, advice. It's not going to be just one size fits all general guidelines. We can look at each individual person and really make it catered to them, which I think is, is just an awesome opportunity uh, for those that are able to take part. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of like the custom tailored experience and stuff like that, um, we actually do, you know, we actually do have some opportunity for even more one-on-one time for, in fact, the first three people who sign up, uh, they are, who are, you know, accepted into the program, stuff like that. Um, they are going to be getting one-on-one time with our fueling specialist with Kim. Um, she's, she's offering, uh, some free one-on-one, uh, fueling sessions with, the first few people to sign up and also, you know, you, Danny, you've been really nice to offer, uh, also one-on-one, um, sessions with the first three people who sign up as well. And that, that applies to, uh, yeah, to everybody who is considered and gets, you know, applies and is accepted to, uh, to attend the retreat. 
So, um, again, a couple things in there that, that want to clear up and make sure everybody's on the same page about apply and accept it. This isn't just a first come first serve, uh, situation, uh, necessarily. What is, what is that kind of, uh, process like for those that are interested? Yeah, sure thing. So here, so here's the deal. So if you were to, you know, so this, this retreat is not for everybody, right? If you're wondering, oh man, like this sounds cool. Like how much does it cost to this or whatever? Well, uh, honestly, this is a four figure investment. And when you consider that it would cost about $10,000 to get, you know, all the expertise and all the training that's going to be there, uh, that includes the, you know, the, the performance lab clinic that we're doing, um, the mindset workshop, um, talking, you know, having, you know, you there, the feeling expert, um, Matt there, all that stuff, all combined, it'll be, you know, $10,000 to get this training on your own. So really, you know, it's going to be, it, it's a steal of a deal uh, when you think about it that way. And so uh, there is a catch though. And the catch is that this is application only. And the reason for that is twofold. Uh, first, we got to make sure that this is a good fit, you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mentioned, it's not, you know, it's not this offer isn't for everyone. We want to know that going into it, um, you know, before we even get to that point, if if it's going to work out. So, uh, second, I'm going to be taking time away from my wife and my kids, and we're going to be spending three days together in San Diego. So, I got to make sure that you're not a weirdo, right? We can't just <laughs> let any old rando off the street come to this event. We got to make sure that you know that the people who are attending are a good fit. You know, with everybody else. And so that's the reason why it's going to be, you know, application only. So uh, the applications will be considered on a first come, uh, first serve basis. And um, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. So um, it's just a matter of uh, hopping on the phone or um, signing up for the application or submitting the application, hopping on the phone, and we'll be figuring out uh, if it's a good fit for, for everybody. So uh, where, where do people go to, to do that, to, to begin the process? Yeah, so go to fastermarathons.com forward slash retreat. Uh, and that is going to be a page where uh, there'll be a little uh, a little video there kind of explaining in detail what's going on, um, when it is, stuff like that, kind of like what we talked about here today. And then there, there'll be uh, a button that you can um, click on to submit your application and um, and schedule a time with me. So the way that the application works is that you'll pay a fully refundable $100 application fee. Uh, if you choose not to go forward or you're not selected, that is completely refunded back to you. And if you are accepted, then that gets applied uh, to your tuition. But um, you uh, submit that application fee along with your answer some questions uh, to help us get a better idea of where you're at right now, if you're a good fit, and then schedule a call with me. And we'll hop on the phone. I'll answer any questions that you have, um, share any more details uh, about what's going on, and then we'll make the determination at that point uh, if it's uh, you know if it's a good fit for you and we should move forward and, and uh, if you um, qualify for those fast action bonuses that we talked about. Gotcha, gotcha. So fastermarathons.com slash retreat is the, the link. And, uh, you know, you probably don't need me to tell you, but I'm going to make sure it's clear. It will also be in the show notes. We'll have that linked up for sure. Dizruns.com slash 806 uh, in, in case, uh, you know, anybody's hopefully lots of you interested in, in going and, and joining me out in uh, in sunny San Diego uh, in, in March. Um, Sean, anything else on the uh, the front runner retreat that uh, that you'd like to mention that we haven't already covered or, or uh, I asked questions about or anything like that? No, I think we covered all the big stuff. I'm really excited. You know, like San Diego is a great place to run. I'm really excited, Denny, for you uh, to be one of the guest instructors. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, we've really put a lot of you know effort into, like I said, like my specialty is really understanding, um, you know, the pains and the challenges and the struggles in this case that uh, that people, long distance runners who are training for marathons face. And uh, we've crafted this event to answer all those questions to really, um, you know, to really help people with these different aspects of running mindset, 
uh, pacing, injury, fueling, uh, to really you know give them the best opportunity to um, to improve themselves and run a high level uh, you know high level marathon and stuff like that. So so I'm really excited. Uh, all the information we talked about um, you know is going to be there on the site, and then you can submit your application there. And I really look forward to you know hopping on the phone uh, and chatting and assessing people into uh, this retreat and just having the best you know the best marathon year possible. Awesome. Awesome. So one, one other question on it, Sean, and then we'll kind of move on and, and start wrapping things up for today. But uh, suppose somebody's listening and they're like, gosh, that sounds awesome. And it's some, something that I would absolutely like to do, but that date just does not work for me. Obviously, this is obviously for me, because I, I know we've been in some of the discussions here. This is the first time that this has happened. Um, so, you know, there, there's no guarantees that this will be uh, a multi time, you know, something that, that happens again, but are there, are there at least plans or thoughts or maybe, you know, hopes that this is something that, that happens regularly? Or is this just to be a, a one and done? This is it. And, and if it, if, you know, if you can't make it this time, your, your all bets are off. Sure thing. Yeah. So, I mean, as of right now, we don't know if right. we'll ever do this again. So, um, so this is kind of, uh, this is kind of it. So, <laughs> um, you know, so if, if those dates really don't work, um, one thing that we do uh, plan on doing is uh, we do plan on recording the event and making a portion of those uh, recordings available after the fact. Um, so if, if there are people who are really interested in kind of learning and growing and, uh, you know, getting access to the event in, through that medium, there'll be more information about that, you know, obviously after the event in the video has been you know recorded and edited and stuff like that. Um, but as far as attending live, like this is uh, – uh, we're really kind of putting our focus on this particular event and seeing how it goes. And, um, and that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at for now. Gotcha. And then hopefully, hopefully there's enough demand that it sells out in like three days. And then it's like, yeah, we got to add another one of these to the schedule, but we'll, we'll cross that, that bridge when that we get happens, there. If that happens, then yes, yes. We'll be, we'll, uh, We'll, we'll look at doing it again for sure. So, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, um, coming coming out of the the faster runner retreat, talk a little bit. Which again, I, I I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you for for uh, inviting me to uh, to participate. Uh, but getting back into to some of the running stuff a little bit, and and kind of as as we're wrapping up, Sean, I, I like to close with what what I call a philosophical question, which is. Uh, basically just a my my fancy way of saying it, just kind of an open-ended question very similar to the introductory kind of what is your favorite distance race uh distance to race question and, and just kind of let you take it whichever way you want to go with it and and kind of wrap things up and that's what we'll put a bow on things for today but uh we'd just be curious you know at this at this point in your life being uh you know seven eight years into your running career and training up for your your second marathon and obviously uh investing some time and effort into the from your professional life into the sport of running as well um why why do you still make a point to have running be part of your life. Why do you still get out the door on a regular basis, getting up early uh, and getting out there and getting your miles in? Why, why do you still run uh, at this point, Sean? Yeah. So the short answer is because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really believe that if you, if you really think about it and you really look at it, basically every decision anybody makes is because they, they believe that it's going to make them feel good in some way, shape or form. And really running to me, um, like I talked about that challenge, you know, setting a challenge for myself and then, you know, meeting it and overcoming it and stuff like that. Um, whenever I go through that process, that makes me, you know, feel good. And so I really love being able to say, Hey, I'm going to do this and then doing it. And then, Obviously, with running, when I go through and I'm actually executing, you know, that plan, there's so many other like benefits that come from it that also make me, you know, feel good. Obviously, you know, just the endorphins that come with it and I physically, you know, feel good. Um, you know, my body is in good shape, like my, you know, my physique, you know, slims out a little bit and I feel good that way. And so there's really just, I feel a lot of 
you know, benefits that come uh, from running that that you can see more immediately than some other, you know, practices or sports or things like that. And um, I keep doing it because I've really come, you know, I really come to love it. I love the challenge. I love um, uh, accomplishing what I set out to do. Uh, I love how I feel. I love how I look when I do it. And um, that's really that's really why I keep on running. Gotcha. I think I think uh, I find myself nodding along to to that answer. And I'm, I'm sure that a lot of folks listening are kind of going, "Yep, that's that uh, definitely relates and, and resonates to to, my, to me as well." So, uh, thank you for that, for sharing that, Sean. Um, once again, guys, fastermarathons.com, faster marathons on Facebook. And if you're interested in the retreat and want to find out more information, uh, get your application in there and, and and get on the phone and see if it's the right fit for you. Uh, Fastermarathons.com/slash/retreat. And uh, once again, dizruns.com/slash/806. Dizruns.com/slash/806. Link back to the show notes. All the all the links all the information all the things will be there uh and any questions that you have that i can answer for you obviously just let me know um although sean's definitely the expert on all the details about the retreat so go go to him as opposed to coming to me because i'm just gonna have to bounce it off of him to get the answer anyway so might as well go straight to the source but anyway uh sean thank you uh for taking the time today uh and it's uh, been a pleasure getting to know you the last several months and kind of working together a bit and and uh certainly looking forward to, to seeing you out in san diego and getting some miles in together as well um and and whatever the future holds both business and running and personal uh certainly wish you nothing but the best my friend take care and thanks again for the time today thank you you too danny all right guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show i hope you enjoyed the conversation between sean and myself and as per usual would be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode what was something that we talked about that really kind of hits home for you that really kind of made made a little bit of sense or really kind of stuck with you uh for me it was the idea of of using running as a tool to help with, with self-mastery and self-development. And, uh, you know, something that Sean talked about, and we talked about it a little bit there as well. But I, I just think that, that all of our areas of, of life, you know, is, running can benefit. Running can benefit. Obviously, it can benefit our running lives, our physical health, things like that. But I think that it's not a stretch at all to think that you can learn lessons, that you can, you can just get away and, and um, maybe clear your head get some clarity of thought. Um, but that running can help with, you know, personal lives, personal struggles, professional lives, professional struggles, spiritual issues, spiritual struggles that you're having, your, your spiritual relationships. Um, and, and so many others social, I mean, running can be a great tool for social interactions, obviously. Um, I just think that there's so many things that, that running can really help us with, uh, help us make sense of, help us make sense of ourselves, help us become better people. And again, better people, not just healthier, fitter, more active, uh, better runners, but better people full, full stop all the way around, um, 360 degree people in, in all areas of our lives. And so, you know, it's something that, that maybe is, is kind of a, a theme throughout most of the episodes, but I just really think that when Sean was talking about self-mastery and how running can kind of relate to that and listening to podcasts, listening to books, uh, listening to music, maybe uh, just listening to nothing when you're running and just going out, running solo, uh, listening to the chatter in your head, maybe trying to get rid of the chatter in your head. Uh, I just think there's so many ways that running can help us be, uh, be better people be, be, um, more in control of our lives, you know, and move towards that, that self mastery phase, which, uh, is, is, I don't know if it's something that we ever get to. Um, uh, I don't know if it's something that I'll ever get to, but anytime you're making progress towards mastering yourself, I think that's a good thing. And I think running is a, is a key component of that for myself, even if I don't recognize it all the time. So when Sean mentioned it, it was just like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is, uh, totally, totally agree. 
So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. I'm at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also send me an email, um, and I'll get it eventually, but my inbox is, it's a hot mess. Uh, But DizRuns at gmail.com is the place to get there. Uh, Also, you can end up over on the show notes for today's episode and leave leave your feedback, your thoughts, your comments down in the the, uh, comment section of the website. Uh, DizRuns.com slash 806 is the link that'll take you back to the show notes for today. Uh, Links, photos, all those things. DizRuns.com slash 806 and um what else is there i think that's about it i think that's about it just need to remind you one more time um fastermarathons.com slash retreat if you're if you're interested if, if the uh if the front runner retreat sounds like it would be fun it's something that you want to get to uh, maybe get out of some winter and get a, a taste of some sunshine some palm trees um i'm looking forward to it i'm i'm excited for it obviously i'm excited about the opportunity to speak hopefully I have the opportunity to meet some of y'all as well so uh, come come join me in San Diego in just a couple of months. It's coming quick, short turnaround, but uh, you know that's that's the way it works sometimes. Uh, FasterMarathons.com slash retreat. If you have any questions, let me know. But like I said, better like I said when I was talking to Sean, better to go straight to the horse's mouth. Uh, go go to that that uh, sign up page and uh, get in touch with him about the questions that you might have because I'm just going to have to a- ask him the questions that you have for me. Um, and then we're just playing that that telephone game that never never works out, never gets clear communication that way. Uh, so reach out to Sean and uh, figure out uh, if if going to the retreat is something that uh, might be good for you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you there. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thanks again for listening. Certainly uh, appreciate your time, appreciate your attention. Hope you enjoyed this one. As always, if you did, tell a friend about it. And uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take care, guys.